Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Hello, Savvy Souls. Welcome to the second last episode of 2022. I'm so busy. This is a common refrain I hear coming out of my own mouth all year, and especially right now. Have you noticed when you say that yourself, the feeling is overwhelmed and stressed? That's so common in this holiday season as we rush around buying gifts attending parties, or just trying to get things ready, trying to finish off the things we're doing in our business before the year end, trying to organize our households, connect with all those people we don't connect with the rest of the time of year, right? It's so busy. That's the refrain I just hear everywhere. This idea that I'm busy has been an undercurrent in my own life as long as I can remember. I certainly know that when I was a young lawyer and I was a new mother and I had a couple kids and I was putting in those 60 hours at the office, my most common refrain was, I'm so busy. I was so busy. There were so many things I always felt like I didn't have time to do. And I thought it would all end as my kids got older, but as I rose up in the ranks, you know, the demands of leadership, the demands of being in charge of a big team, the demands of being responsible to big clients that were used to being catered to and having quick responses had me constantly saying that same thing. I'm so busy. It really became part of my lifeblood, part of the way I operate through life. So I found that even after I left being a lawyer and I became an artist and eventually a life coach, and even after I moved out to the country, I still found myself so often saying to my friends or to people who wanted to get together, oh, I'm so busy right now. I don't know if I can swing it. Even in the pandemic, I created this sense of being really busy all the time. So I'm busy has been kind of like an addiction. Now, I don't mean to minimize real addictions, but kind of like an addiction in the sense there's that kind of physical dependency, that physical habituation to this idea, I'm busy and all the feelings that brings up, kind of the stress and overwhelm and just the adrenaline, the cortisol that pumps through my body that does feel a little bit physically addictive. So no matter how I organize my life, there's this undercurrent of I'm too busy or I'm so busy. I've been conducting an experiment. I've talked a little bit about it here, I think. I've been letting go of this idea that I'm so busy. I've reoriented my coaching practice and I've reoriented how I'm painting. I'm 
been studying the clouds and reflecting on clouds and writing about clouds. And I'm about to start to paint next week. And I've noticed that busyness just isn't a good vibe for the things I'm doing. And as I've been trying to let go of it, it hasn't been easy at all. I've noticed that I'm pretty attached to this idea of being busy. I've noticed how resistant I am to any non-busy moments. Even those are the best times for creativity. The anxiety I feel pushes me towards my normal feeling of urgency. And moving out of that feeling feels, well, kind of uncomfortable. So I thought this is the perfect time of year to explore this idea of our busyness as really being an addiction, uh, holding on to a particular mindset we don't let go of very easily. So I want to explore with you today why we tend to gravitate towards busy lives and what we gain if we let go of our need to feel busy. So first, let's distinguish what busy feels like versus other states of being. The other day, it's hard to imagine this was just the other day when I look out the window today and my fields are covered with snow, but like about nine days ago, it was summer weather here. And I spent a long day in my gardens with Linda, who is my friend and gardener. And what we were doing is there's something called garlic mustard. I find when you live in the country, when we have infestations, when we have invasive plants, we don't talk about just little amounts of things. It's not like weeding the dandelions from a city yard. I get acres of these plants that poison the soil and crowd out other things. So the latest one for us here is garlic mustard, which was starting to really spread throughout the garden. So what you have to do is you have to work hard to get a shovel and you dig down and you pull up all the roots. You pull these things and you throw them into a wagon. So Linda and I worked a good five hours or so steadily. Um, hard physical labor. We didn't take breaks. We just worked steadily and hard. We were devoted to what we were doing. We were fully committed to what we were doing. What we weren't doing when we were out there was thinking about anything else. We weren't scrolling on our phones to see if someone was waiting for us to answer. We weren't trying to figure anything out. We weren't trying to make arrangements or running errands. We weren't calling people. We weren't seeing who needed us now. We weren't doing any of that. We were just out there fully occupied, but we weren't busy. When we were done, I felt like so satisfied. I felt this deep satisfaction of just being out there, being fully present in the moment. Yes, working hard, but not being busy, not being distracted by other things, not feeling pressured, just slowly and steadily being committed to what I was doing. And when I was done, I felt so physically good and so 
mentally rested. So that's a different state of being. That full commitment, that full-on devotion to doing something is very different from being busy. So it feels totally different when I'm busy. When I'm busy, there's high energy, but it's a rushed, a frantic, a chaotic energy. When I say chaotic, I mean kind of in my head, like it's hard to concentrate on one thing because I just feel the pressure of everything else, like on sitting on my shoulder. When I finish a busy day, it's the exact opposite to how I felt after this working on the garlic mustard with Linda for five hours. My body and mind don't feel rested at all after a busy day. In fact, I feel ramped up with stress. The cortisol lingers in my muscles and it's hard to wind down to go to sleep. So if that's all true, why does not being busy feel so damn uncomfortable? Because it does. Let's look at some of the benefits, at least I get, from being busy. See if you relate to these. If I'm busy in my mind, it's kind of like, oh, I'm in demand. People really need me or people can't wait for me. And I get to feel important and valued, kind of like, oh, I'm a social success or I'm a business success. And I know that feeling like that was definitely true when I was practicing law. We used to kind of brag about how people needed us, how people contacted us in the evenings or during holidays. And it was kind of like if they weren't doing that, if we weren't constantly being distracted from what we were doing by other people needing us, there was something wrong. There was something missing. We needed this constant feeling of people pursuing us. Also, another benefit, if I'm busy, I don't have a lot of time to think, which sounds good, right? Don't we all want more time? But here's the thing. When I'm busy, I go from one thing to the next. I know what I need to do next, and I know what I need to do right after that. I don't need to reflect. I don't need to evaluate. I don't need to be creative. I can just be kind of passive. It's super rushed, but in a sense, it feels easy. I'm not having to stretch myself. I'm not having to go outside my limits. I'm not having to really think. I've definitely noticed this discomfort recently on days where I've created hours of time just to reflect and to think and to call on my creativity when it's just me, myself, and I, basically when I'm not being busy. In those times, it's all on me. My excuses start to evaporate and I'm there face-to-face -face with my anxieties and fears. I've noticed that all my tricks that I have to get out of that, they include randomly a sudden need to vacuum up the dog hair or to call my Aunt Shirley in Calgary or to investigate the latest political crisis in the U.S., see what's happened the last few hours 
as if me knowing about that actually matters. Or this is the time to prepare a complicated, time-consuming, healthy meal so I can get my body on track. Or to sign up for a new course because suddenly I know there's something that I need to know right now. When I'm faced with non-busyness, basically I create ways to be busier because I'm out of practice just letting things be. I'm out of practice coming face to face with myself and my feelings. Another benefit I get from being busy is it gives me an excuse to avoid social situations. Sometimes there's situations I'm actually interested in, but I'm hesitant about. And other times it's social situations I really don't want to do. So let's say there's somebody new that I want to get to know better, but right now I don't know them very well. So there's that slight awkwardness of getting to know someone new. So theoretically, I want to see them. But, you know, unfortunately, right now, I just can't. I'm so sorry. And I get to put off that awkwardness of getting to know them. Or let's say I'd like to establish a better boundary, say with a demanding family member who wants to see more of me. And quite frankly, I don't want to spend more time with them. So then I can just say, hey, I would if I could, but I'm just too busy with you know, X, Y, and Z that I'm doing now. And so instead of actually setting my boundaries and being honest, I let my busyness set the boundaries that I'm otherwise afraid to set. Another benefit I get from being busy is I don't have to prioritize. I don't have to sit down and effectively evaluate what's really important to me. I don't evaluate anything. If something's urgent, I just do it. If my team leader wants me to do something, I drop everything and get it done. I make it a point of honor to respond to all work requests, to all client communications instantly or within the hour at least. I know how to handle 100 demands on my time because I've developed a habit of being busy. I don't question it. I don't prioritize. So I'm using myself as an example here, but I know that I'm not alone in any of this, right? There are really a lot of benefits we all get from being busy. Just to recap, we feel important and valuable and we send out the signal to other people, you should see us as important and valuable too. We don't have time on our hands to be reflective and to face our uncomfortable feelings, to solve the issues facing us, to move ahead. We don't have to face that awkwardness and discomfort. We have an excuse to not see people we don't want to. And we avoid needing to set boundaries. We let the busyness set our boundaries. And we avoid doing the hard work of really evaluating and thinking about our priorities. We'll do that later. So why give up all those benefits? I think no matter how busy we are, no matter how much we get caught up in things, a part of us, and I would call that a wise part of us, knows that busy isn't really living. I think there's a part of us with that energy, the stress that goes through our body that 
makes busyness feel like living, but it's actually the opposite. When we die, we're not going to look back on our lives and say, oh, I was so busy. That was amazing. Like I probably talked about in my earlier episode on not rushing, being busy does not feel like the well-lived life. That's because busy is synonymous with not being really fully present, not fully experiencing what's happening. Being busy is more synonymous with being caught up with our egos instead of here I am now. What do I see around me? How am I feeling? What's really happening for me? What do I notice in this experience? It's right in front of me now. What is this person in front of me feeling, experiencing, wanting to share with me, wanting me to know? What desires are rising up in me right now? Being busy requires us to be a little bit unconscious, unaware of the life we're living, unaware of what's going on around us, unconnected with the things that make life actually matter. When we're not busy, or don't tell ourselves we're busy, we create time and space for our imaginations, for our desires, for our feelings, for our greater connection to ourselves. We open ourselves up to new solutions, new pathways, new insights. When we're not busy, we allow ourselves the time to be bored. Yeah, that wasn't me misspeaking like I sometimes do. I meant we allow ourselves the time to be bored. For a lot of us, boredom can be the worst, the most uncomfortable part. But boredom, Savvy Souls, is also where our genius lives. It's what waters our genius, our creativity, and allows it to bloom. I think one of the worst things we've done as a culture is to overschedule our kids. So they're exposed, sure, to more things. And they know how to do more things, to become more skilled at a bunch of things. They learn a lot. But my feeling is more is less. Because if kids are busy all the time, they don't have time to grow their imagination, to explore, to play to allow their brains to form new pathways. I remember when I was young, we were bored a lot. We weren't overscheduled. It just wasn't a thing. Our parents were preoccupied with their own lives, with making things work. And we were on our own quite a lot. We had to figure it out. I remember one time my friend, Barbara Fleming and I, following her mom around, whining, saying, we're bored. And she told us that was our problem. We had to go figure it out. And so we did. We had to learn how to use our imaginations. So we raced toothpicks and melting water from snow runoffs. We went exploring on our bicycles. We got old blankets and pushed chairs together in the living room and made forts. We colored on kitchen paper pads. I find now as an adult, I talk to my clients about the best times they had as a kid. And it's so often these unscheduled times they filled up by using their imaginations. All of these unbusy times, right? Those were the magic. 
right now, as I'm on this project to create less busyness in my own life, to paint more, to reflect more, to be more myself, I notice my resistance to it. Sounds so good in practice, but the doing of it is hard. So all of the ways I naturally recreate that sense of urgent rushing. And I also notice what happens when I allow the boredom, when I allow the five hours with no agenda in my calendar, and I take the time to reflect. I take the time to imagine, the time to go deeper, the time to set priorities that actually matter to me, the time to nurture my creativity and hear what she has to tell me. So I leave you with this, Savvy Souls, as you head into the holiday season, whatever that is for you. Consider, are there areas you can scale back on? Are there things you don't really have to do? Are there meals you can make simpler? Are there invitations you can decline? Are there times you can schedule for yourself to just curl up by the fire and read a book? Are there simple activities you can do together as a family? Are there demands on your time that feel so urgent that when you think about it, you can actually say no to? I know it might sound impossible, but see if your goal for the last two weeks of 2022 can be to be less busy, to make more time for yourself, to just be with the people you love in places you love, soaking up that connection. Allow yourself, savvy souls, to walk into 2023 slowly, not busy, and more in tune with you. Happy holidays. See you just one more time in 2022 before we greet the new year. Bye now. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.